Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Great to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a few minutes long. A single story, in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill them with some great storytelling. We've got some for you today. We want to remind you, of course, that we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our Thursday full hour-long episode drop, that hour filled with stories for you and your family. And you're not going to want to miss this episode coming up this next Thursday. It's, uh, it features a visit from Kim White. Camp, the wonderful Ohio storyteller. She's going to share with us a story that seems like uh, an, a mild-mannered, unassuming first job story. <laughs> she gets a paper route when she's a kid, but it'll turn into a tall tale, a fish story uh, that you're really going to love. Uh, and uh, 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 and that's coming up on Thursday. For now, I'm thrilled to have in the studio with me uh, Brian Tanner, one of our producers. Brian, it's great to have you with me. Yeah, it's great to be here. You maybe heard my chuckling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because I've I've heard the story and yeah, yeah it, it kind of goes to a wild place. It's a That's lot of fun. Right. You guys you'll, are going to like it. You'll yeah. do more than chuckle. It's for it's for everybody who has ever had a first job, yes, or been fishing, mm-hmm. or heard a fish story, yes, right. yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, That's I've right. got another story for you yeah. today. Tell it's, us about it. Um, it is called Mantis and the Moon. Oh yeah. It is a South African story, and it comes to us from storyteller Charlotte Blake Alston, right. who is a favorite of the. Appleseed. We've we've had her in our studio before telling stories. Um, In fact, if you want to go back to season two, episode nine, you can hear her story, Takani the Brave, another African story. Which is a a real favorite. I love Takani the Brave so much. But today, Mantis and the Moon, um, another folk story. Uh, This is kind of one of those... How this came to be this way. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> a poor qua story. A right? poor qua yeah. story, exactly. <laughs> yes. So we'll learn about how mantises came to uh, be the way we think of them now. <laughs> <laughs> the story, again, is called Mantis and the Moon. The storyteller is Charlotte Blake Alston. And we're happy to bring it to you today as our Appleseed Bite. <laughs> This is Mantis and the Moon, a Khoisan story from South Africa, the Malawi region. Mantis wanted to catch the moon. He wanted to ride the moon across the sky. He would sit on it majestically, looking down at the great dry desert that was his home. He could see camel thorn dotting the landscape here. There, there, he could see deep winding crevices where water once ran. He could see the jimbuk running across the land. He could see the animals looking up at him. He could hear their exclamations. Look, that is Mantis riding on the moon. He must be a god. We must praise him. But Mantis was not a god. Mantis was an insect. And the moon was very far away. But Mantis was also a dreamer. And each day and evening he would sit in a cupped leaf, brown or green with the color of the leaf, swaying back and forth, back and forth, thinking of how he could catch the moon and ride it across the sky. 
As the moon waxed and waned, it would rise at a different time each night. Sometimes there was no moon at all. But he sat and thought and decided he would catch it when it was full and heavy and rose slowly. And so there he sat on a hill waiting for this heavy moon to begin to rise slowly. And it came up so silently. He almost missed it. And when he looked, there, there it was. It was caught in a camelthorn bush. And Mantis began to fly on his short whirring wings <laughs> to the camelthorn and began to climb up such a long way to go for one such as he. And by the time he reached the top, the moon had gone. <gasps> but there, there it was in the cradle of a baobab tree. Again, he flew from the camel thorn to the baobab on his short wearing wings <laughs> and began the long climb. And as he climbed, he looked up. He could see it in the cradle. But when he reached the top, it had gone higher into the branches and he went to leap for it. But he overbalanced. And when he corrected himself, the moon had gone. And he watched it as it took its journey across the sky. There were nights when the moon did not rise and the animals wondered if one time it might drop below the earth and never come up again. But it always returned and Montes would study the moon each night and decided that he would take a thorn and placed it on a hill so that when the moon rose, it would cause a slight slit in it. He could grab onto it and ride it across the sky. But the thorn only cast a shadow on the moon's face, and the moon continued its journey to the bottom of the earth. I will make a noose, he said. I will make a noose, and I will fling it so it will spiral around and grab on, and, and I can climb up, but it just spiraled down onto the ground. Then he decided, he decided that he would follow the moon. He would follow the moon to see where it went. And he began to fly and follow the moon across the earth on his short whirring wings. Bush to bush, rock to rock, tree to tree, following the moon across the sky until he came, he came to a body of stagnant water. And there, there, there in the water, the water had caught the moon. The mantis began to climb down the bank until the sand was wet and he steadied himself and leaped into the water. <coughs> came up sputtering. <coughs> he climbed back up onto the bank and it was still there. It was still caught in the water. All he had to do was leap in and grab it. And he leaped once again and grabbed it. And he was so angry that he climbed up on the bank and took a rock and threw it into the water and shattered the moonlight into a thousand splinters that cut into his eyes. And he could not see. The light was so bright and mantis began to feel his way back up the bank of that pool felt his way to a branch and climbed up and there he sat and each time he tried to open his eyes the bright needles of the moon would sting them and there he sat with his eyes closed swaying back and forth thinking of what he had done why did he ever 
think he could ride the moon? Why did he ever think that he could be a god? And then he began to fold his forelegs forward and began to pray and pray and pray to the moon to restore his eyesight, to forgive him. How could he ever think that he could be a god? And finally, finally, early, as the pink of the morning light met the faded blue of the waning night, he heard the songs of the morning birds, and he opened his eyes, and the moon had removed the splinters from his eyes. And today, if you go to the land of the Khoisan people, you will see Mantis's children and grandchildren sitting on a branch or a cupped leaf, brown or green, with the color of the leaf swaying back and forth, four legs folded in prayer, giving thanks to the moon for forgiving and restoring the sight of their ancestor, the short-winged one who thought he could be a god. Charlotte Blake Alston with the story Mantis and the Moon. That recording made live at the Timpanogos Storytelling Festival, largest storytelling festival in the West, bringing storytellers and great storytelling to festival tents and classrooms and concert halls for more than 30 years. A pleasure to bring you that recording of Charlotte Blake Alston. Brian Tanner, thanks for bringing that to us. Yeah, I love that story. And uh, for me, it's a story about hubris, you know? (laughs) It's a story about uh, just kind of going beyond what you're able to do and and aiming too high and kind of having a fall. But beyond just having hubris, I think it's a story about, like, forgiveness and and looking back at our at our ancestry, um, you know, I recently went to go see my niece perform in this musical called Children of Eden. Sure. Yeah. Um, Stephen Schwartz musical. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it is a, a musical depicting events from the book of Genesis. And right. it focuses on Adam and Eve. And then it jumps ahead a little. And it's Cain and Abel. And then it jumps ahead quite a bit to Noah and the ark. Right. Um and in each case, when they jump forward, they're looking back at their ancestors, and they're and those stories have become the foundational stories of their lives. Right. You know, yeah. this is how our fathers did it, and let's remember them, our fathers and our mothers, yeah. um, the the things that they did, and we're basing our lives and our traditions on the things that came before us. Right. And like uh, the the descendants of the mantis, they're also. Um, seeking for forgiveness for for things that have gone, uh, both seeking for forgiveness, uh, but also just giving gratitude yeah. that they were able to survive and thrive, and that their families were able to grow. Yeah, yeah. I uh, last night I attended uh, an event. My dear old high school choir teacher is retiring, mm-hmm. and so a bunch of us got together and uh, and honored her career, her very long career. And uh, it, it left us uh, remembering a lot of uh, little little qu- quotable 
<laughs> things that she would always say to us, right? Yeah. Uh, she would say these things to her students over years and years and years. And as we were thinking about some of those, some of us were discussing those. And behind us, we heard a guy, now it is 40s or 50s, you know, say, uh, just whisper under his breath, uh, aim for the aim for the stars. And if y- you may miss, but you may land on the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, you know, that's a saying that a lot of people yeah, have yeah. heard mm-hmm. and something that was quoted often by our by our choir teacher. You know, this relationship we have between uh, these, as you mentioned, hubris, you know, are 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 reaching uh, sometimes too high. But yeah, when, when we reach high, we end up higher than you would if you had not reached at all. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a terrific story from Charlotte Blake Austin, Mantis and the Moon. And of course, uh, join us on Thursday for a terrific uh, story from Kim Whitecamp in our full hour-long episode. A story, again, that starts out as a mild-mannered first job story, but becomes kind of a fish story, a tall tale of the first order. You're not going to want to miss it. I'm Sam Payne. Can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a bite brought to you by the Appleseed.